This is the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, created by the team of Becker's Healthcare, a multimedia company devoted to the people who power U.S. healthcare. Four new 15-minute episodes are released daily, containing industry news, analysis, and thought leadership from powerful healthcare decision makers. Support our show by leaving it a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you use. It's a chance to tell us what you like about the show and act on your feedback. Thanks for listening. Now here's the episode. This is Alan Condon with the Becker's AFC podcast, and I'm thrilled to be joined today by Bruce Feldman, who's the administrator at Bronx Ambulatory Surgery Center in New York. Uh, Bruce, a pleasure to have you back on the podcast with us today. I'd love to, before we dive into our discussion, just turn the floor over to you to hear a little bit more about yourself, your role, and of course, your surgery center. Sure. So I've been in healthcare administration for about 20 plus years, uh, predominantly in the ambulatory care arena. Uh, running outpatient centers, ambulatory surgery centers, uh, private physician group practices. For the last several years, I've been in the multi-specialty ASC arena, uh, most recently as the CEO and facility administrator for a uh, three OR, one procedure room, uh, multi-specialty ASC, predominantly doing GI ophthalmology, pain management, ENT, pediatrics, and plastics. And I currently do a lot of uh, freelance, independent ASC management consulting and business development. Gotcha. Thank you so much for, for setting the scene there, Bruce. We'll, we'll dive right in. I think within the healthcare space, specifically within the ASC space, um, exciting time, no doubt a challenging time, but a very exciting time to be in that arena nonetheless. But when you think about healthcare, specifically when it relates to outpatient surgery centers, can you, can you kind of distill down what are two or three trends that you're paying the most close attention to at the moment? Well, I think we're going to continue to see uh, more and more procedures move from the hospital arena into the outpatient setting, specifically the ASC arena. Uh, I know in New York we're seeing a lot of the healthcare systems are now either acquiring or building their own freestanding ASCs because they realize that most of their uh, inpatient surgical volume is shifting to the outpatient arena, and obviously they don't want to lose uh, that revenue. So I think that trend is going to continue. Uh, We saw it recently with the addition of uh, CMS adding uh, shoulder arthroscopies uh, to the approved uh, ASC orthopedic list, uh, which was a long time overdue. Uh, I think we're going to start seeing now cardiac procedures uh, shifting to the ASC arena as well. So I think we're going to continue to uh, see this uh, outward migration of uh, surgical procedures from the hospital sector into the ASC arena. Yeah, I think a lot to kind of unpack there initially. I think the the one thing that I kind of love to follow up on, I think to your point, um, you know, it wasn't that long ago, maybe three to five years ago, when many orthopedic procedures, for example, the likes of uh, joint replacements were, were primarily done in the hospital setting, um, you know, totally different to what we're seeing now. But when you talk about outpatient migration and volume at your ASC, um, for other high acuity procedures and specialties, such as cardio cases, for example, how do you see outpatient migration and uh, volume kind of affecting these higher acuity specialties, such as cardiology um, in the coming years? Well, I think the issue is that, uh, you know, with CMS, the, these procedures being done in a hospital OPD uh, get a higher reimbursement than in the ASC arena. And I, my, my concern is that as these higher acuity levels, uh, procedures move and shift to the ASC arena, 
also the cost associated with doing those services uh, continues to increase, but reimbursement has not. So um, I think that's going to be a a hindrance. I think ultimately uh, CMS and other third-party payers will come to recognize that it is less expensive uh, from a cost perspective to do these cases uh, in the ASC arena, and they will stop um, or increase the reimbursement to ASCs. Um, so I think that's that's one of the biggest obstacles that we have, is that these higher level acuity procedures, although we welcome them into the ASC arena, the reimbursement for these procedures has not followed. Yeah, and I guess it's certainly interesting to keep an eye on some proposed legislation to see how for example, site-neutral payments and such might be impacted um, down the line. Uh, the, the other interesting thing I, I wanted to kind of pick up on was it, your point in regards to a lot more hospitals and health systems either acquiring or developing their own ASCs. Uh, I'm curious to hear from you, how do you foresee, if at all, the relationship between independent ASCs and hospitals and health systems? How do you see that relationship evolving? As you said, more and more hospitals and health systems start to dive into the outpatient and ASC space. Well, I think the independent ASCs over time are going to really dwindle. Uh, I think one of the reasons why a lot of ASCs are being acquired by uh, larger healthcare systems is also because of better rates of reimbursement. The healthcare systems that come in and buy up these de novo uh, ASCs do so uh, because they're able to get better contractual rates for their procedures. So I think that's that trend is going to continue. And um, I, I think the days of independent, truly independent ASCs is dwindling. Um, I know the younger physicians want to maintain autonomy, but I'm not so sure how they can compete with these uh, much larger healthcare systems. I think we're also going to see a, uh, we're already seeing it, a consolidation uh, amongst ASC, especially ASC management companies like the USPIs of the world, the AMP surges. Um, you know, surgical partners. Um, we've already seen it, you know, with the acquisition of USBI by Tenant. Uh, we saw it with, uh, you know, with SCA buying uh, physicians endoscopy. I think that is also going to be a continued uh, trend uh, in terms of consolidation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt, like you said, I guess certainly a, a wider national trend, but I guess in your market, specifically in New York, um, you're seeing exactly the same um, or anything different that you're seeing in your area? No, I mean, the large healthcare systems here, like Mount Sinai, uh, NYU, uh, Robert Wood Johnson, Barnabas Health, uh, Meridian Hackensack, are all basically either acquiring existing ASCs or developing their own ASCs. And they're also, the other trend that we're seeing is a lot of these healthcare systems are also acquiring surgical practices. Uh, years ago, the focus was on primary care, but nowadays these uh, healthcare systems are also acquiring surgical practices. And a lot of these uh, ASCs, the surgeons that can only do procedures there, are surgeons that are employed by the healthcare system. In other words, the healthcare system is not allowing outside non-employed surgeons to bring cases there. And uh, I think that's going to be an, int- an interesting uh, dynamic to watch over the next few years as more and more surgical practices get brought up by uh, larger healthcare systems. 
Yeah, yeah, really interesting point. And, and to your point as well, it's starting to see just over the last year or so as well, a lot more health systems partnering with the likes of uh, surgery partners, for example, um, big, big systems such as Intermountain Health, Ohio Health, really just these large health systems across the country, to your point, really partnering with, with surgery partners and other similar companies to try and develop their own ASCs, acquire the Novo ASCs. Yeah, certainly an interesting um, trend, as you said, to keep an eye on in the future. Um, I guess turning to more about your surgery centre specifically, can you give me a little bit of insight into what you're most excited about when you think about the future? Well, I think the technology, uh, the advancement, the continuing advancement of technology, uh, we're starting to see the more and more use of the uh, robot uh, in the ASC arena. Uh, I think artificial intelligence is going to open up a whole new doorway uh, into things that uh, can be done. I know that uh, there's a company called Impractice, which is developing a software program that basically collates all of the external documents that need to come into an ASC to do a case, such as you know the cardiac clearance, the history and physical, um, stuff now that's done you know, manually has to be sorted out. Uh, I think the uh, artificial intelligence software programs that are coming out in the marketplace are going to be able to integrate with EMRs, and a lot of the type of data that right now is very difficult to uh, ascertain, even using you know, surgical information system uh, management systems, um, is going to be uh, the new dimension on the horizon. So I'm really excited about where AI is going to go in terms of uh, ASCs. Yeah, it seems to be just really in the last 12 to 18 months, I think just across the board, specifically in healthcare, we're seeing so much talk and so much hype and uh, really excitement as well around the, the potential for AI and what it can do. Um, I guess kind of to follow on from that, is there anything in the AI space um, in relation to surgical technology that your physicians or surgery at your ASC are particularly excited about? Uh, well, I think the really biggest area is going to be in, in terms of, uh, you know, remote capability, the ability to do procedures uh, and not necessarily uh, actually be in the uh, ASC setting. Um, we saw that, you know, with the development of the Da Vinci robot, where a lot of procedures were able to be done remotely with, you know, highly specialized uh, surgeons uh, doing certain procedures, but not necessarily be in the, being in the geographical area in which the ASC is located. Um, so that, that's an interesting uh, dynamic to, uh, to keep an eye out. But I, I think AI is still in its early infancy, and I think it's really hard to predict uh, which direction it's going to go. I, I do think the one thing it will enable ASCs is to gain a lot of um, detailed data, uh, such as uh, you know turnaround time by surgeons and, and uh, develop surgeon behavior patterns. You know, does one particular surgeon do a procedure at a much more cost-effective cost uh, ability than another? Uh, that data is available right now, but a lot of it has to be manually calculated. Um, and a lot of EMRs don't have the sophistication to gather that type of intelligence. And I think AR, in that respect, is going to make ASCs a lot more efficient. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Bruce, uh, last question before I let you go. I'd love to get a, a feel for how has 2024 kicked off for you so far, seeing a lot of the same kind of challenges as 2023, any change there? And I'd love to get a little bit of insight into how, how Bronx Ambulatory Surgery Center is looking at growth over the next 12 months or so. Well, I think the one thing that COVID did is it created more and more of a shift in awareness 
which has helped ASCs. I think more and more uh, individuals are becoming, um, you know, sensitized to the fact that ASCs are much better uh, environment to have their procedures done, and I think that's going to continue to drive growth over the next 12 months. Uh, I think that, especially as these healthcare systems, as I mentioned earlier, acquiring ASCs, I think it's just going to be uh, more and more uh, ASC environment. Uh, I think the hospitals of tomorrow are only going to be doing very complex cases like open heart and transplant and Whipple's and your big major, major cases. But I think um, 80% of all surgeries probably within the next uh, five years will be done on an outpatient basis. So I'm looking forward to that continued growth. Uh, I definitely think that ASCs are going to continue to grow uh, by leaps and bounds over the next 12 months. Uh, I'm just hoping, like I said earlier, that reimbursement uh, catches up and that uh, the government finally recognizes that it's more cost-effective to do these cases uh, in an ASC environment. We all know patient satisfaction is better. Um, it's much more cost-effective. Uh, turnover time of ORs is much faster. Physician satisfaction is much better. So I think that is where the growth is going to be over the next 12 months. And I think we're going to continue, as I mentioned earlier, to, con to continue to see more and more higher acuity level procedures shift from the uh, hospital uh, environment into the uh, ASC environment. Uh, no doubt, a uh, really, really exciting time to evolve in the ASC space. Um, Bruce, a real pleasure to have you back on the podcast with us today. Thanks so much for taking the time to share your insight and uh, look forward to connecting with you again down the line. Sure. Thank you, Alan. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks, to help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way. Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. Mm -hmm.